0: How are you feeling last week uh, I wasn't quite sure whether you you're all you went a bit falling down I wasn't quite sure whether you were gonna kill yourself or everyone else.
1: Wow <laughs> great start Ed great start um, shout out to friend of the show Dale Morris who messaged me on Patreon to say uh, he was a big fan of me going scorched earth on the entire concept of podcasting. The entire <laughs>
0: concept of football and perhaps even life itself. No neither of those things just us having to talk about it So we're going to have to talk about this game. What United drew 1-1 with Chelsea? Well, last week
1: I just wanted the season to be over and at that point we still had a technical chance of doing something with this season. Now we've got a very technical, in a very technical sense, have a chance of doing something with this season, but we've basically... Blown our last opportunity. I mean, we kind of had anyway, to be honest. It was, even if we'd won this game, unless we'd won 4-0, Chelsea would have been above us in the league. Um, And they're playing away to Leicester and I think home to maybe Burnley. Um,
0: Well, quite. They're playing away to Leicester. Yeah, which did for (laughs) Arsenal. Just stuck it to Arsenal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So um, uh, Leicester, of course, uh, ending their season playing Arsenal, Chelsea uh, and Manchester City. Um which was kinda of interesting run of fixtures right at the end. They could they might have a uh, a say in uh, a couple of important placings. Um but yeah, uh, this was a big opportunity given Arsenal's result. Uh, and given Spurs lost to West Ham, I mean, it's a huge match for United. Spurs, I mean, suppose, are, are well so, ahead. Yeah, surely, they're on but. seventy points. So yeah, but they're not. Do... They're not going anywhere fast. No. Anyway, this is all a bit moot as a conversation, isn't it? Because well, United fine. drew. But I I, I, I guess what I'm challenging and pushing back on is that you know United didn't have a chance anyway. Win, win this game, and yes, Chelsea have the goal difference advantage. But yeah, they've got to play some difficult. They've got to play Leicester. So, right? so
1: what's the difference? What's the difference between us drawing this game? Being, I guess,
0: I guess now they have to mess up. Twice no, they'd have to lose once. to Leicester, yeah. yeah but yeah. now, now you know, a draw next week, and we'll realize just how big this game was. Uh, well, no, but I mean, like, even
1: if they lose to Leicester now, and we win both our games, um, it's still not enough. Yeah, unless unless there's a massive goal difference swing. Yeah.
0: That's why it's important.
1: But but listen, we were we were really good. For funnily enough, we scored the goal that we always need to score. um, Where we we look really bright and lively as we start games, and very often don't score. Absolutely beautiful goal. Really nice play, Um, Lukaku. Uh, did really well in the build-up. Lovely pass to Luke Shaw, whose run was great, and Shaw's decision-making to cut the ball back rather than take a kind of futile shot at the keeper from a tight angle, I thought it was good. And Mata did absolutely superbly to place it back across where the defenders weren't. So yeah. a love, a lovely goal, but all completely undone by Dave chucking another one in United's net. <laughs> um, I mean, um,
0: so the uh, so that is apparently his third error. Leading to a goal in his last four games. I mean, that, uh, and this is just the league, right? That's ge- and that's generous, though. That's it's it's third, like absolute
1: howler error leading to a goal. Then there's yeah, like you say, it's just the league. So there's also the messy one. Yep. Yeah. But, um But there's been a number where I think it's generous not to give him an error leading to the goal as well. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess they they have to have some kind of cut-off. Uh, apparently, he'd had three in the previous 123 games, so that uh, maybe underlines what a bad couple of weeks he's had, but he's had a bad season and um, I'm sure he, like uh, many of us, will be looking forward to the, the summer uh, and, um, well, I suppose we need a couple of wins, otherwise we might end up in uh, sixth place and depending on where everything else plays out, yeah, the uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Europa League and the Uh, Manchester City, Watford, FA Cup, Uh, we might end up playing in the third qualifying round. Well, oh, I may God. have got that totally wrong, but I hope, <laughs> hopefully there's no chance of that because we'll be doing that in, uh, well, next week or something.
1: I thought you were going to tell me there's no, that we might end up not in the Europa
0: League next season. I was like, you mean there's hope? <laughs> like... I don't, I don't think so. I, I think seventh would uh, get us in the Europa League as well. Probably. Damn,
1: damn.
0: That's, that's a
1: rough spot. Uh, yeah. Um... It is, but
0: it's good for the, it's good for the club to be in one. I mean, it is still revenue and some standing in Europe and, what you want is um although you know of course revenue doesn't necessarily mean good investment at this club does it in fact rarely means good investment um sadly um but it's uh, it's good for the club to have the status I, I you know i don't know how we'd approach it or we'll be approaching it we can talk about that next season can't we but uh, oh, uh, you know it's even better for us to be in the champions league because of course that means that means it's more attractive place to be for the for any income prospective incoming players and it's what with the money we might might lose from sponsors and broadcast revenue and tickets somewhere north of sixty million as a cost. Or, yeah. or a couple of weeks of Alexis Sanchez wages.
1: Yeah, and you know, the thing about the Europa League is it's just horrible to be in. Like it's just that that Thursday night, Sunday night routine is really it was just rubbish that whole season to be stuck in that routine and um, the kind of like five o'clock kickoffs and you know yeah.
0: all of Some that kind of
1: stuff. It's, place it's... in
0: Eastern Europe that we have to check out on Wikipedia to do our five minute preview of and, and pretend like we knew what they were. This club from somewhere in a country we were quite sure existed. Honest, I think. I think I could. I don't think any of the countries would surprise me at this
1: point, Ed. <laughs> i've i've heard of i've heard of all of them i
0: reckon <laughs> you reckon um so um I work for an organization that uh um that in one way or another has is, presence in... it's m i six in it we all know yeah, it's m i six um more countries than they are actually in the u n um, and I have to say, I'm surprised at some of the countries sometimes. Oh, so so
1: Ed's further confirming that he works as a spy, given that he works for an organisation
0: that has interests in every country that exists. Yeah. Um, anyway, Garth, should we talk a bit, a, bit, a bit more about the game, apart from uh, Matt's lovely goal and Dave chucking one in? Uh, it, it was pretty positive, 45, wasn't it, for United? I mean, I, I thought there was a real response. I mean, interesting squad. Uh, so, uh, small, uh, well, Bayi in, in at centre back hasn't played for years, it seems. Might not play for years given what happened to him in the game. Um, Smalling dropped from the squad altogether. I don't know whether there was a word on an injury there. Um, Tomane not in, might feel unlucky um, there. Uh, Martial not in, probably shouldn't feel unlucky no, given his def- form of late. <laughs> he definitely, uh, no. Um, but, yeah, yeah, a few few players dropped out of the squad altogether. Fred out of the squad altogether. No word on whether there's an injury there. Um, but the players who came in, I thought, did all right for that first uh, half. And all, you know, all over the place allows Pogba to have a bit more freedom, doesn't he? Uh, Massa did okay coming in. Don't, don't feel like he's played much recently. Um, I, I but- thought... I thought we, we did really well in that first half. And I thought that basically
1: almost every one of Solskjaer's decisions was kind of vindicated. really. like he, he made a lot of changes, obviously, and went back to the 4-3-3, but a very kind of different looking one. I guess he was kind of played... I mean, I guess it was kind of a 4-3-1-2 in a way. Yeah, but, it was more but, of a diamond but, in that midfield. But Lukaku and Rashford both played very wide for a, a lot of that. But they're both causing trouble in the centre. I thought Lukaku looked mega up for it in the first half um but once the goal went in i mean yeah so loads of positives in the first half but as soon as the that goal went in when it went in the manner it went in the second half was just awful and every one of the managerial changes apart from actually bringing matome on at the end where we had another little spell of trying to maybe make some difference and do something but i thought i thought the substitutions were i mean one of them was forced obviously um in, in by being injured, but it just the rhythm got disrupted and, and bringing
0: Sanchez on for Rashford. Just we had no shape after that, no structure. I oh, uh, didn't Chelsea... play it down the middle, did he? So it just left Lukaku out front on his own, and, and United was just lumping balls forward at him. It was horrible second half. It's not just that United didn't do much with the, um, with the possession they had, it was just really low quality game. Just horrendous, and, yeah, I mean, and just it was the, a... the gap between the, these teams—the four of them chasing—I suppose Tottenham were a bit ahead, not just in points, um, but the gap between United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and the top two just seems huge, doesn't it? But the f- funny thing is that like, the first half was a really high-quality
1: game as well. Like it was a really exciting, fun game, and both teams looked pretty good. Uh, you know, and United looked looked better. Um, but yeah, uh,
0: that was that was. Uh... That was the Chelsea game. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, honestly, well, well, I, like, I can I understand don't... with United, I mean, the, the, the substitutions, yes. You know, um, Rashford didn't, I mean, he wasn't having a lot of change out of the Chelsea back four, but he's, he's a player who can make something happen. He was, I'm he not was sure injured, I've seen though. Alexis make, he, well, he, you know, he hobbled off down the tunnel, so I guess that's, yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Alexis hasn't made anything happen for years, has he? Baye for, Ro- Rohab for Bae. I mean, the only other choice is Damian there, out of the frying pan into whatever fire you choose there. I mean, Rocco, very lucky to stay on. I mean, honestly, leaping into that. I mean, first challenge, he gets the ball on Higuain and then just cleans out Higuain. I mean, a lot of refs would give a yellow for that. And then just absolutely smashes Willian and It's just above the ankle. It's horrible. I mean, it's a red for sure, isn't it? And he's yeah. just got away with it. I mean, he just feels like he does that every time he plays, which isn't very often. And then uh, McTominay for Matter. I mean, the frustration there is it feels defensive. Um, they were trying to push. I mean, Oli was going mad on the sidelines, wasn't he? Trying to yeah, push Pogba um, Just holding Pogba up ten forward. fingers
1: at Pogba. You're playing <laughs> yeah, number ten. Know, they
0: couldn't work out what the <laughs> f- is going on. Yeah. Uh,
1: the, 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 the thing is about that substitution is I don't think it was defensive, Really? I think it was. It's you know, obviously you're bringing off a in quotes attacking player for an in quotes defensive player, but it was about trying to get the ball, like like give some support to Lukaku and Sanchez, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know. So I, I think obviously the intent wasn't to hold the one all, was it? The intent. Was no, no, to, to for, create... for sure,
0: it, it was to get it was to get Pogba nearer Lukaku, but I mean. He didn't get near enough, and, and United just kept every time uh, Matic got the ball. Not only did United's play slow down, I mean, I'm talking the last 15 20 minutes here. Um, he slowed everything down, and then he just like stuck the nine iron in, didn't he? And chipped one forward. and uh, Lukaku's getting frustrated, Luka, Lukaku's offside only marginally oh, fewer God. times than Hogwain. I mean, they'd have a good, good, you know, 100 yard race. Th- those there two. was I mean, one. There was one which drove me absolutely mad
1: where you look at the replay and he's not onside at any point when United have got the ball. It was like horrible, horrible centre forward play. And then incidentally, the ball was played through to him and he didn't. He like acted as if he was onside and took a shot, which was easily saved. So it's just like, just to cap it all off, he also wouldn't have scored even if he was onside. That was one of the worst bits of centre forward play I've
0: seen for a very long time. Just, I mean, the, the, the problem with Lukaku is I just I can't work out what he is. I mean, it's two years into his United career. And I know he got a lot of goals last season, uh, quite a lot fewer this season, but he's not. He's not actually. That quick. So playing the ball either over the top or down the channel isn't such a great tactic with the carcou. He's got to go into his feet and then, you know, we. Uh, <laughs> I know, exactly. And it bounces off his shins. So. Uh, <laughs> It's just deeply frustrating. I mean, he, he gets into good positions when he's feeling good and feeling confident, and he, yeah. he makes them. He actually moves. He gets into good positions, um, and he's a competent finisher. That's why he scored goals throughout his career. It's it's not because he causes damage with his pace, um, or or uh, he is you know sort of sort of Mark Hughes style classic number nine. Well, he can play he... up front of his own. I mean, it's it's just it's it's such a bad fit with the way that Oli wants to play. Maybe maybe he. Maybe he's going to change it around next season with a few purchases, uh, and if not, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if United didn't try and dump him this summer because oh he's got to go yeah he's, got, he's, he's just, just going to be a really go. really expensive squad player
1: the, the, and and it just it's he's too big a personality and I think probably from everything we hear probably too big an ego as well in, in that sense the thing is he did used to be very fast. But he looks twice the size, and obviously there's not an ounce of fat on him. But no, no, yeah, I think
0: you're right. He's been hitting the weights too much, and it just seems to have really impacted his sort of initial acceleration, which is everything as a striker. Yeah, so you know that's that's clearly you
1: know, and the other thing I want to say is that you say he's a bad fit for Solskjaer, and you're absolutely right. It was a terrible fit for Mourinho as well. He just looked like he should be a good fit for Mourinho because what Mourinho wanted was the player that you would look at Lukaku and look at Lukaku's body shape and be like, Oh, he's this sort of forward. Like that's what Mourinho wanted. Big bruising lad who could hold up the ball and bring people into play and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, but he's not that he's never been that it's it's he's as, as they say, he's a fox in a box, isn't he? Lukaku. Um, and when he's on form, he's a really good poacher, you know, he's
0: giant Chicharito like that's... yeah i guess so um one of the one of the interesting things olly said uh in his press conference at the weekend um was he talked about united's fitness um and this was one of the games where united dropped off in the second half but it wasn't a huge drop off was it i mean maybe the whole pace of the game slowed down in that second half and both sides were uh, feeling it, or, or Chelsea didn't want to press it because the point was good for them, basically. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, and I, I, you know, and I think we were talking about it last week about how much it might have impacted United. And he referenced it. Um, he also defended quite strongly David De Gea, so that one worked out well. Um, but uh, it'd be really interesting to see. Not only, um, I mean, if Lukaku stays, what what does he do with Lukaku? I mean, does he? try and get him to do a lot of cardio over the the summer to get fit and lose some of that excess muscle mass uh, and what does that do for him? But, you know, to get a pre-season in uh, is clearly what Ali's looking for, desperately looking for in order to play that sort of high-tempo game. And, you know, they were trying to put the press in in the second half, weren't they? And it, they were just all about two yards short and Chelsea just really easily played round them. Um, and this is Chelsea, n- not Manchester City. Yeah, um, it was it was a very very frustrating second half.
1: Now, of course, I think it's fair to say that Chelsea were also trying to make it a frustrating second half. They are a horrible team when they're they're you know they're a time wasty sort of disrupty sort of a team, aren't they? And it was quite a tasty game. There was a lot of like physical violence in this game, and when I saw that Martin Atkinson was the referee, I was very worried because he he genuinely does seem to be a referee that United don't get the rub of the green. But I actually thought we really did get the rub of the green. I thought there was a, like you said, the Rocco thing, but I thought there was a number of times when he wasn't giving fouls that looked to me like they were fouls um, and United ended up with the ball. So so we can't even blame Martin Atkinson for the fact that we didn't win. Um, But yeah. uh, For once. Just a very sort of, just a fitting... A fitting petering out of the season, which everyone wants to be over. I mean, I don't yeah, know. it's it's yeah. yeah the, the two games I mean,
0: left. United are probably. I mean, you guess United are going to beat Huddersfield because they are awful. I mean, I can't, I can't guarantee it, but you know, we we, we should we, we had a good chance of beating Chelsea today, to be fair. So yeah, and know. then Cardiff at home. Uh, you can hope for a better end to the season. So probably finish it. On seventy-one points, which which would be borderline in most seasons for getting into the Champions League, sure. um, and and so we'll only have ourselves to blame if we don't make it. And it just feels like, of, of course, from where we were back in December, yeah, so many points off the Champions League places we'd given up then. But with that initial run under Ollie, um, it it felt extremely real. And then there's just been a few performances and results recently, which you just think, well. Oh. What a chance! I mean, just given that Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal keep dropping points, uh, it, this was a big chance. But you yeah. know, it's this is... seventy-one points, probably almost certainly gone. This is the thing
1: about the um, the season is it's it's been uniquely dispiriting in its oddness because. You know, I, I remember when Solskjaer took over and I kind of said, I don't really care how many points he gets. just It's just a relief not to be managed by Mourinho as much as anything else. And it was such an extraordinary few months um, in the middle of the season that most any of us have enjoyed it since Fergie left by, you know, feel-good factor left, right and centre. And, and we didn't have any right to be anywhere near the top four conversation um, in December. And of course, the only reason we are is a combination of we had an amazing run. And like you said, everyone around us, like everyone bricked it, one after the other, really. Uh, I mean, particularly Arsenal and Chelsea, I would say, because the the gap to them was was ridiculous, especially um, Arsenal, I think, if I remember rightly. Just a massive, massive gap to the top four. So, you know, I think it's 11 points by December. (laughs) So it's amazing that we're even in contention. Um, But... And and so it feels very harsh to kind of even have a go at Solskjaer or the players for kind of blowing their big chance, given that it was a chance that they made when it looked like there was almost no chance sure. of that happening. But that is what's happened. We got we got ourselves into a great position and blew it.
0: Yep. 39 games, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal and Manchester United have lost between them this season. That's a lot of games. It's a hell of a lot of games. hell of a lot of games. Um, so... Um, we basically need Chelsea to lose twice or lose once and draw one or draw twice. So and then Arsenal to drop points too. I mean, I suppose Chelsea playing Watford and um Watford and Leicester could uh, could lose. I mean you wouldn't put it past Chelsea to do that. Arsenal to drop points and United to draw one all. You know, Marcus Rojo scoring an own goal in ninety-sixth minute against Cardiff. At this point, my main interest in the season is to make sure we relegate Neil Warnock.
1: Like, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that we've got in our hands, <laughs> is we can make sure that Neil Warnock
0: gets relegated and we owe it to society to do that. Yeah, they're four points behind Brighton. Brighton play Arsenal and Manchester City. I mean... It's not looking good for them, is it? Uh, no, and so Cardiff, Cardiff played Palace and us. Cardiff so can not get looking one, good for them either. Cardiff can get one point against Palace and then have loads
1: of hope that they're going to do it, and then we brutally destroy them, uh, ending that stupid xenophobic, small-minded idiots last season, hopefully ever. That's a, that's a bit of a harsh thing to say about Ollie, but uh, all right. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Ollie Oli. No, obviously, wasn't. I was talking. That joke doesn't even work. There's no no way in that. What does that joke even work?
0: Anyway, down with Neil Warnock. Down with Neil Warnock. Well, we've just got the two games to go, uh, and uh, we're going to enjoy a summer break, I guess. Um, no international football this summer. Well, uh, the... Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup. Yes, true, um, and also the. Um, the Copa America as well, which uh, I suppose Marcus Rojo and Alexis Sanchez and uh, Sergio Romero will be heading off to.
1: Yeah, man United's number one, Sergio Romero will be oh, in action. I mean, <laughs> don't laugh because it could happen. I, that, um, be, that'd be fine. I think Romero
0: with Dean Henderson as backup next season, that'd be all right. I wouldn't No, uh, Well, it wouldn't be all right, would it? Because, um, right? No, 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 it wouldn't be all right because United concede a f- ton of chances, just a f- huge amount. A huge amount of chances for a top side, uh, and and uh, you know, I and that hasn't been the case in the cup competitions necessarily that Romero has been playing. So I think we've got a slightly false picture of Romero's quality. If he was that good, he wouldn't have been on the bench at Sampdoria and in his previous club, um, where was he before that Monaco? Um, and uh, and and you know, he's a good keeper. He is a good keeper, but we've gone from. Um, Having Well, we know what it is like to have a, an absolutely world-class keeper, don't we, in Dave, and and what he's done for us over the last five years. He's had a, a bad season, especially bad second half to the season, I guess.
1: And a disastrous last quarter of the season, like absolutely yeah. catastrophic. One catastrophic,
0: to... chucking one in every week, right? Yeah. But I think it is pretty revisionist for us to go, oh, it'll be all right to have an average keeper. No, because we know how, you know, it's a bit like saying, oh, will be all right having an average striker. How many... <laughs> How many top sides have a crappy striker
1: yeah uh, but it you know it depends on our intention, doesn't it? i mean we're not we're not winning anything next season, so you know we might as well make do with a no obviously like it would be great if we could sign a absolutely brilliant goalkeeper, assuming Dave either leaves or never recovers um both of which I think are reasonably likely it's gonna be it is gonna be really interesting to see if he can recover because there's nothing. There's almost nothing in professional sport like being a football goalkeeper and to lose confidence in your own abilities when you're somebody wired as, you know, as uniquely and extraordinarily as David De Gea. You know, it's not, it is not, it's, I don't know, it's not like a striker who's gone through five games without a goal or whatever and just needs to one to go in. It's... It, I think it's going to be really difficult for him. I'm not saying like his career is over or anything and he might come back
0: uh, and... You, you sound like the bottom half of the internet here. <laughs> i am got to say, it's like, oh, he's had a bad quarter of a season, so therefore he's done. I, I don't, I don't I'm believe not,
1: it. I'm not saying he's done. I'm saying it's really difficult psychologically to recover from the yips. And he's got the yips. Like he's, you know, it's barely an exaggeration to say he's chucking one in every week. Like he's... he's it, that messy goal, the goal today, the one, the other, the one against City. Like, he's in real, real serious trouble. And the idea that he's just going to be, oh, it's like form is temporary, class is permanent. You know, maybe so, but
0: um, but he's in serious trouble, in my opinion. Like, I think there have been many players who've had uh, you know bad patches of form, um, including uh, many throughout this squad who've come back and, and been better afterwards. So, okay. I don't think it's physical deterioration. I think this is like completely mental. There's some of these that he he just seems to react late to. And I I think the focus is not there. Um, And so I I would expect him to get back to the top. Um, I I don't see anything in his physical makeup. It's not like Alexis cannot physically do what he once did. Wayne Rooney couldn't physically do what he once did. Alexis probably mentally can't do what he once did either. Um, which might account for just how far far he he done fell, um. But uh, I, I, you know, and we'll we'll see. But I'd be really shocked to find out that uh, David De Gea is not the uh, not the uh, goalkeeper he once was once again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that um, the physical deterioration versus mental deterioration is an interesting argument, and I'm I I think for a goalkeeper, I'm not sure that you know, I'm not sure it's particularly easier to recover from if he's you you know you've uh, you've rightly I think said multiple times that his focus has gone um but his focus has been gone for a month two months maybe that's a very long time and you can see how desperate desperate the negative effect is on him it's not like he doesn't care you know he's clearly suffering um for this and I'm I'm just not Listen, mate. Hey, maybe he's just going to be completely fine now, and that would be lovely. Um, but uh, I think when you go through a a psychological spell like this, it's serious. It's not a. Uh, it, it's not like oh well, because his physicality hasn't deteriorated, then that means he's definitely going to be fine. I, I'm not sure it does mean that. All right, so Paul says Bin De no no, <laughs> no, no, no. Who else? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not... So, I, by the way, I think that United as a club should stick by him, try to support him through it. I don't... I, You know, I, I think he probably should have been dropped for this game, but I think he should have been dropped with the conversation saying, listen, this is about form. We think you're brilliant. We're going to get you through this period, whatever it takes, but we need to take you out the firing line because we can't. we can't afford these mistakes at this point. But I don't think United should bend De Gea. I think they should
0: try and support him through it. Okay. Um, he He's not the only one who's in uh, some desperately bad straights. Uh, Eric Bailly uh, has hardly played under Solskjaer. Uh, came in and took a, what looks like a really bad whack to the knee. I'm going to presume he won't play again this season. Uh, will he ever play for United again? That's a, That's an even bigger question all right should we do
1: this this thing now that we should probably do where we go through every player in the squad and say um like maximum two sentences because we can we could do this forever otherwise, wise um uh and whether or not they'll be here next season
0: uh sure yeah go on go for it all Let, right. let's start with the keepers okay so Romero well, he's not going anywhere Is he, he doesn't want to go
1: anywhere he just wants to sit and beast it. he'd be so upset if he becomes number one.
0: He won't know what to do with himself. So. <laughs> yeah. Um uh yeah, so Romero's probably gonna say stay. Is this a should or a, a should or we think? Um you can do both. All right, so um Romero should stay, will stay. De Gea should stay, will stay. Oh really? Okay, okay. Yeah. I'd I'd be really surprised if I think they'll do everything they can to, to try and make him sign a new contract. And if they have to run him into a final season, they'll do that. So his season, his contract's not up this summer. It's up next summer.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll go with you that on, on both of those then. All right. I'm not going to, not going to bother with the rest of the keepers, but then Lindelof, that's, that's should and will. Um, by, uh, I think we I don't it's really hard to know whether we should or not, but I don't think he will stay. What do you think? Do you think we should keep
0: Eric Bailly? I I think he's been in poor form for too long and yeah. makes too many mistakes and, and hasn't progressed as you know, he looked like he had all the talent. Um and I think there's just something must be something about his makeup. And I don't know what it is. Um because you can see on the pitch he there's a there's a mistake waiting to happen, as well as huge amounts of talent, but um, uh, Mourinho and now Solskjaer clearly don't have a lot of faith in him. Um, so he's showing something, uh, or he's not showing something they want in training. Uh, and so I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he left. All right, then the uh... and and he's still got a good reputation in Spain. So there, there may well be some buying clubs. Okay, so we think that
1: um, so far the the first one we think is going to go and should go is Eric Bailly. Yeah. Uh Jones and Smorning, obviously we would both, I'm sure, like, love to see the back of them. Do you think either of them will actually go this summer?
0: Uh, be interesting that. I mean, were they injured today? don't know. Neither of them in the squad. No, don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if United do bring in a, cent- a centre-back, a top-class one, someone has to go. I mean, they tried to offload Marcus Rojo for about the last three years, I think. Uh, and he's on just such huge wages that they can't get rid of him. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about him in a bit. Um, yeah, I would like to see one of Smalling or Jones go. It, it, the more talented player is obviously Jones, but he's just let United down for almost a decade now, uh, either physically <laughs> or in terms of his performances. So, Hardly. I mean, h- how, much, how much longer do you go, well, there's some, uh, you know, we'll just wait to see if he progresses. So, yeah, he, sh- he should go.
1: I think if Smalling was United's third choice centre-back next season, I wouldn't be super, super mad. I'm going to be super mad if he's still first choice, though. But, yeah, I'd get rid of Jones out of those two at this point, Um, just because of the injuries thing, because at least, I don't know. If we could get rid of both of them, that would be great, but the amount of change that would be. I think the should answer is, though, get rid of both of them like get rid of but you can't get rid of By Jones, Smalling and Rocco in the same transfer window. I no. mean it's just I mean I guess like let's let's be generous and say Axel Twanzebe is part of the first team squad next season. But that still leaves you then with two centre backs in the first team squad. Yep.
0: Yeah. They no they won't. They'll they will I don't I don't think there's any chance Smalling goes. Actually I think you'd be surprised if Jones goes. Yeah. Um, given, given he'd be a huge risk for anyone willing to stump up the money for someone who's just got a brand new four-year contract. I mean, that's exactly
1: what I. we did have this argument where you were saying there would be a buyer for Jones when I was saying I don't understand why you would give him a contract because no one's going to buy him.
0: Yeah, um, well, it, it depends on... Um, so part of the challenge with Rojo was his wages, but part and same with Matteo Damian. United were looking for a big fee, so they could get rid of him for a very small fee. All right, so um, that's a will-both-stay, should-both-go,
1: I think, for those two. Rocco, I mean, I think that's a will and a should, isn't it?
0: He's yes, off, I mean, they, they will be desperate to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, absolutely desperate. Uh, whether they uh, manage it, big big question, really. He can't I mean, have he is, He's apparently him earning 160 grand a week. Jesus.
1: That is one of the worst deals in history, isn't it? That's the nanny deal as well. That's that's the one where we gave them money and paid his wages for a year or something like that. Yep. That's absolutely <laughs> extraordinary. All to get Marcus Rocco. Like, <laughs> it's like what? Because he had a good World Cup, literally, because he did two Rabonas at the World Cup. And Louis van Gaal was like, yes, this is my sort of player. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Ashley oh, Young man.
1: should go. Should Will go, won't. Stay. They just gave him a
0: new one-year contract. Uh, so, uh, um Yeah. Honestly, uh,
1: he's starting, I know, I, I quite like Ashley Young as an individual, but he's starting to be, he's in that kind of Valencia territory for me now of when he gets the ball in dangerous positions. I'm just like, great, we've got we've, <laughs> we've done a really good passage of play to move the ball to Ashley Young in space
0: well, on the that's right That's not wing. the thing that worries me most. The, the thing that worries me most is when he's backing off and backing off Eden Hazard, when Hazard is in our box. Yeah. It's like... Well, we well, just shoot, will you, mate? The worst, <laughs> there the you worst, go.
1: The worst option than
0: that though is him actually trying to tackle Eden
1: Hazard in the box.
0: Which so what you're saying is we don't want him to have the ball, we don't want him to have to tackle, and we don't want him to have to defend. No, Great, no. awesome. He, like one goodbye season at Watford, please. Somehow
1: the the giving him an extra year on his contract turns out to be a a, a, a trick. Um. We know Valencia's going before we get to Valencia. Delo's obviously staying. Luke Shaw's obviously staying. Fosu-Mensah is an interesting one. Still on United's books, of course. I, I, he's not done well in his loan spells. It's fair to no. say he had had a lot of trouble, and I'm not, I'm not convinced that the player that Louis van Gaal and some of the rest of us thought was there is going to turn out to be there. It's been a bad couple of years for his development.
0: It's been a very bad couple of years. I mean, I'd, I would hope the player is there somewhere, but we're not going to find his, like, like His performance over the last couple of years, on loan at Palace and on loan at Fulham, doesn't suggest that he's a player that deserves to be pushed into the first team picture. No. Uh, and so if that's the case, and we've got a lot of central defenders, he's going on loan again. I mean, this is where the loan system sometimes fails because you have to use the loan system in order to get a player proper proper competitive football because the under twenty three is isn't that. Everyone's playing, you know, their younger players. Um so and and if they are unlucky and you know, they're at a the club that's struggling uh, or they don't get on with the manager or they just don't they don't they don't progress, then then it doesn't work for you. I mean Turn Zabi's had a great season at, at Villa and everyone now feels very you know confident about him and believes he's got a great shot at the future you know you really do have to take your chance um and be lucky with it as well so um foster yeah maybe they'll find him a a move again i mean they they do farm these players out on loan a lot and do keep players for a long time so we'll see uh valencia is going so there's at least that And Matteo Damian. I mean, they've got, I mean, at this point, we (laughs) like, I don't know how much he earns, but I'm going to say it's quite a lot, right? So it's it's cost United like five million. Uh, and, And what were the, apparently they were looking for 14 and the bids were more like 10. So yeah, great, great, great deal there, Woodward. Has there ever been a player? Who more Man United
1: fans forgot existed while he still played for us than Matteo Damián?
0: <laughs> like, honestly, I have. It's forgo- wishful thinking, isn't it?
1: I have forgotten. Mate- I don't hate Matteo Damián even, but I have forgotten that Matteo Damián existed 10 times minimum. I like, seen him on a team sheet or in a squad. And blah, 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 blah. Oh! And Matteo Damian, it's like, you know, when you send an email to yourself to remind yourself of something and you get the email notification through and you think, oh, I've got an email. It's the same part of your brain that does that, that remember, that forgets and remembers Matteo Damian. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Axel Twente, obviously, I think he'll be in the first team squad next Yeah, season, I mean, I, I hope,
0: hope they give him some time on uh, on the tour in the summer. It's going to be uh, one hopping around Asia and and he he's he, maybe he'll get a chance. I mean, with... Damian and um and Rojo you'd have thought definitely going and maybe one of the other you know Smalling and and Jones going he's got a chance we'll, by we'll, e- we'll see by and byes we'll e- yeah, going. yeah. So, so so i mean you know there
1: there, there could be really major changes in the, that that center back position and you know I mean we've just got rid of a lot of players (laughs) I think that's probably where mind you I was gonna say that's where we got rid of the most players but we're coming on to midfield and this is like will the last man
0: here well, will Scott McTominay please turn out the lights? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I think it's probably fair to say that we're going to say should go or could go to a lot more players than will actually go. Yeah, obviously. Um, and so they're not going to swap out 10 in a season. And uh, there there's a piece of spin put out. I mean, you know it's put out by the club when it, it goes uh, along these lines that United were looking for uh, their standard three in and three outs, you know, and it's uh, slow and steady building. I was like, well, it's Woodward believing his own hype there. Because, you know, he likes a briefing when he's had a few, you know, a few Vino's. So. I have had some absolutely mad
1: stuff coming out of a secret behind the scenes club stuff about the way things are at United at the moment. And none of it, I'm not going to share what any of it is, but let me just say, none of it is in the least bit reassuring. <laughs> like, that's that's the one thing I will say. Um Uh, Yeah, so so
0: when is Woodward appointing himself director of football? I mean,
1: three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) More than that, six years ago, actually. You did share the thing um, that someone had shared that was like, United's league finishes since Ed Woodward became CEO versus in the few years before he became CEO. And I was a bit like, well, listen, there (laughs) are a lot of solar flares when there's building work in Chicago or whatever it is that's the example. Yeah. Um but anyway, so midfielders,
0: because we've got a lot of players to get from. Well, through. that's not just stepping back one second, yes. There there is a bigger factor, much bigger factor, uh, than Woodward in the uh the performance of Manchester United. That said, that said, I'm not saying it's only correlation. I'm saying there's some causation as well there. Um It's not the biggest one. Yeah, but, there I mean, is. Right, but yeah. Maybe the causation is
1: worth a few points, but the and uh, not being managed by Alex Ferguson anymore is very much the, um, I don't know. It's very much the people deciding to build buildings in Chicago of that whole analogy. Um, Edward Wood is like maybe the, I don't know one planning officer giving permission for skyscrapers to be built. this is falling apart around my ears talking of falling apart around our ears. Let's talk about our midfield. Um, all right, so Pogba obviously we both think he should stay. Um but is he going to go this
0: summer? Well, Ollie was uh, pretty confident sounding when asked the question repeatedly in his press conference the other day. Um he seemed to think that they uh not only was Paul Pogba happy, but um he was he was planning to to build everything around him. So, just on the basis of that and the fact that United don't have to sell and then can can dig the heels in. Um, and uh, I'm going to say he's gonna, going to stay. Either way, there's zero benefit uh, in selling him um, until the very, very, very last moment.
1: I it would be absolutely awful to sell Pogba this summer. Um, the people that think that Pogba should be sold should be sold this summer.
0: I, Pogba's. <laughs> yeah, can Pog- we-
1: Pogba's worst crime is not being
0: that good sometimes. Like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. He uh, He tops all of pretty much every important United statistic. I mean, goals, assists, expected assists, chances created, big chances created, expected chances created. Uh, He tops the X-Chain, so that's um, one away from the assists uh, involved in the build-up to a goal. Uh, He he tops the X-Chain assist. so the expected assist. As well, he tops the total number of kilometers run over the season. He's third in the average per ninety, behind. Uh, this was a surprise to me, Armanja Matic and Luke Shaw. Um, uh, and and the thing, if you look into the data, that he doesn't do is a lot of sprints. Right, so he's he is running around at a constant pace. Um, he he's not sprinting, but that's not him. You know, if, like everyone who wants him to be Roy Keane, you, you're looking at the wrong player there. There are, there are bigger problems with some defensive players we have who aren't Roy Keane as well, you know, N- not with Pogba not being that player. So that's that, that's falling around my ears as well. So um, he's a very, very, world, very very talented, world-class attacking player. Um, and if his biggest crime is he doesn't sprint enough, then, you know, and, and that's the thing that makes you want to bin him, I think you've got the problem. Do you remember when I said we should...
1: Make sure we stick to one or two sentences on either of these because we could go on for some time. Let's rattle, right. let's rattle, through the rest of these. Juan Mata, I think it's time. I love Juan Mata, but
0: I think, I think, I think this is. I, I mean, I I love him when he's on the pitch and he's in the the right kind of position and mood and supported, but all those factors have to come together, don't they? Uh, and even then, you can only make it through about seventy-five or eighty minutes. Uh, yeah, I, feel, I think before the little legs start failing him. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's time he moved on. What you are ditching is is uh, you know the only the only option, pure number ten at the club. Yeah,
1: Lingard is obviously staying. Andres Pereira. That's, it, a, that's... He is just a quick one on Lingard though, oh, because because
0: like he had a better season last season than he's had this season. Uh, he's gone backwards, and and you know, and and I'm a big fan of Jesse because I think he adds an awful lot to the squad. I don't think he's a player that will be playing 35 games in the United title-winning season, uh, but he he adds a lot to the squad. I you know, I I'm I'm happy for him to stay, and I think he will stay. Uh, but he's got to move forward, hasn't he? And and this was a backward season. Andres Pereira, then. Big question mark for me, you know, he's like for he, he did brilliantly at youth levels for United and he had a half decent loan spell at Valencia. Um, Valencia was it? Sevilla, Valencia, can't remember. One of them. Granada Spain. Well no then, but then then he had another he had a he had Yeah, a, Valencia, he went to Valencia. Valencia. Yeah. But every time he's coming to the side this season, he's looked a bit out of his depth, hasn't he? I and think just he's so not wants been... a little bit too much time on the ball, is it? But he's not been helped at all
1: by, especially Mourinho deciding somehow that he's a number six, um, yeah. and and that hasn't helped him at all because he's not. I mean, I know he did play yeah. there in Spain, especially for Granada to some effect. Um, I mean, they did get relegated. I'm pretty sure the season that he played there. But anyway, um, yeah, I I think it might be time to cut him loose, but I yes i don't think that's going to happen because he's probably quite under i mean it depends on what what i think that's a kind of character shout isn't it like do we do we think that he's going to really like put in a massive shift to prove his worth to united next season because that's what's needed so cuz I, I give I, you know you mentioned lingard having a backward season i give a lot of players a bit of um Slack for this season because it's been such a chaotic season and the first half it was so horrible. Fred, now actually I think Fred should stay another season. I think we um, we at least open up to the possibility that this was just the worst possible time to kind of come to England, Premier League adjustment and actually he'll be a better player next season. It, it does happen uh, that players have
0: bad first seasons and then settle. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, what is he though? That's my question. I, he, he's not an attacking player. He's not a defensive player. Well, he's a midfielder, not quite sure. isn't it? he? he he's,
1: he's, he's, I mean, he's supposed to be an all-action midfielder. He's supposed to be pretty decent at the 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 get. Would the ball. you
0: blame him in two? You wouldn't, would you? I mean, he's going. he has to play in a diamond or a 4-3-3. A, a um. So, but I guess we'll hmm. play. We'll, how often are we going to play it? Two next season, aren't we going to play probably four, three, probably three loads? not that often. Um. But yeah, I mean, but in a four two three one, you're not playing him as the attacking player. You're playing him one of two there. Like, maybe question I mean, mark for me. But he's going to stay and he should stay. But uh, I I uh, I have no level of confidence that he's actually going to prove to be a fifty odd million pound player. All right. Uh, and Herrera obviously going. It seems like uh, which is... seems like. Sh- I, should stay, should definitely won't stay. stay. Should should stay, won't stay. Should go, will stay. Nemanja Matic. Oh God! I mean, had I mean, it's interesting that Ollie's picked him Matic, ahead of uh, McTominay a couple of times, and you know, really, 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 really? I, I just there's no rede- there's nothing redeeming for Matic. The, the only thing is that he's obviously obviously an experienced player, and he knows what's happening around him on the pitch. Right, So when he gets into a tight situation, he is good at getting out of it and picking a pass. Right, So he can pass the ball and he's got good awareness. The problem is he's got good awareness of going, what's going on around him. He just hasn't got the ability to keep up with the game most of the time. Um, and if we play him, we have to play another defensive midfielder. Otherwise, Flappy Surge will be under an awful lot of pressure next season. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a, any benefit in having a conversation like this about Rashford or
1: Martial. Um because you know, their form is what it is, but they're obviously going to be here next season. The other two, though, Sanchez and Nukaku, I think they both should go.
0: I mean, Sanchez... Oh, what about the San- manager's player of the year, Scott McTominay? Did we uh, Oh, did we oh I mean, like, Scott
1: McTominay is the, the biggest should stay, will stay on the list, you know? So I McTominay mean, certainly, and Rashford. He's,
0: he's, he's certainly staying, yeah. Um, Rashford, the question mark, of course, is that his, his contract's running down, they haven't agreed a new one. I, I mean, it would take... I don't know what kind of decision making it would take at the club to actually sell him um, if the rumoured interest from Barca is true, and Andy Mitton said it was, um, so he's not exactly the back page of the Sun, um, they wouldn't sell him, would they? I, I, know, I know Twitter, if you, if, you take, if you Google Rashford or Twitter search Rashford, I was going to say if you Google Rashford on Twitter, that makes no sense, mm-hmm. um, if you search for him on Twitter you, would, you might believe that uh, everyone wants him out. Yeah, don't search Trashford, whatever you do, because um, oh there's a lot of that. But, uh, I mean,
1: it's nonsense. Um, Alexis and Lukaku. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Alexis, Alexis, we do not need to have a conversation
0: about. Um, he, Likaki... should, he should go. I mean, I just don't know how we get rid of him. We, no. we, at this stage, you'd have to subsidise his wages to a really significant uh, uh, number, and, yes, and maybe we should. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Lukaku, you might be able to
1: get money for,
0: um, and if you can, I think we should take it. So, yeah, well, but what's the number? 75 million to oh, buy in. No. What's the number that would be acceptable? Because they're not going to want to, the club hierarchy are not going to want to take a huge hit on that, even if, you know, on the, in the accounts they've written yeah. down two years of that five-year contract. So that's 50 million of it, isn't it? Um, oh, no, no, sorry. Hold no, no. on. It's, it's, yeah, it's 25. It's yeah. 25,
1: yeah. So, well, is it? So it's it's a five year contract at seventy five million. So it's a little. It's more like it's thirty. Yeah. yeah, thirty odd mil. So sell him for forty mil odd. Perfect. Yeah, but I don't think the club are going to see it like that. They're going to see it they, as a they, cash loss. They yeah. did with Di Maria. I. I. Why would they see it as a cash loss? It isn't one. Uh, like the, on in in no way is it one. It's not one on the books. It's not one.
0: It's not actually really a cash loss because you've got two seasons of value out of the player. Then I guess the question is who who would take him. It's uh, who's who's going to gamble on a fifty. I mean, would he would he suit? I was going to say uh, he might suit Italian football because it's not that quick, but actually, it's not entirely true these days, is it? It's a uh, it's a different breed of animal than back in the glory days of Italian football on Channel Four in the nineties. Um, a- AC
1: Milan though doesn't doesn't AC Milan seem like the kind of club to you that would accidentally
0: buy Romelu Lukaku? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Not having a great time of it at the moment, AC Milan, but yeah. And what Maybe. they need, right, is a
1: guaranteed mm, more than 10 goals a season <laughs> from a, a star striker. I don't know.
0: 47 I, goals Milan have scored this season.
1: My thing about Lukaku is I kind of want to like him. And I did really used to like him quite a lot. And I like him quite a lot less now. Um, I... D- Really don't like the way he's constantly moaning at his teammates when he does so much wrong himself. Like yeah, it's... but I think they're, they are all frustrated, aren't they? Yeah, all they are. Them. They yeah. are. Anyway, that, yeah. So let's not let's not judge him too harshly.
0: All right. That that filled that in a few uh, a few hours that, when... that conversation. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, we... it's like bonus content. But. Just, the... uh... Well, the thing is, we were talking about doing something similar to this for bonus content,
1: but it's United-related, so we should do it on the main show, really. And and the thing is, uh, I'm sure if we ask for Twitter questions, we'll get loads of questions about who we should buy. Um, I We'll talk about that in the last episode of the season. We've we've got to, haven't we? And when I say we'll talk about it, what I mean is Ed will talk about it. Because uh, I don't have any opinions on who we should buy, except N'Golo Kante. <laughs> Who we're obviously not going to buy. There was one moment today where I think it was Herrera went to play a ball through to Lukaku and it just looked like the ball was so on. It's just little Ngorokante nicked in and got it off him just in the nick of time. So kid, oh, why doesn't he play for us nicking the ball off people just in the nick of time? We could just sit, sit him there in a two, he wouldn't have to worry about being an attacking midfielder for us. We'd save him from the tyranny of Marito Sarri's
0: cigarette-chomping madness. Yeah, yeah. It all makes sense for everyone, uh, except the uh, 100 million fee or whatever. <laughs> worth
1: every penny. Like, the amount of money United have wasted, only like 40 million of that would be wasted because he's definitely like at least a 60 million pound player in yeah. real life. We'll do this in a couple of weeks' time. Let's take some questions, shall we? Yeah, all right. Couple, all right. we've somehow, in this show that was definitely supposed to only be short... Are we'll we not do a, questions. We're not going to do a meaningful Huddersfield preview, are we? Huddersfield will no, beat, we'll beat them. they're awful. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to smash them 1-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, my prediction is 2-0. Do you know, Martin Tyler said on the Sky coverage that the 2-0 loss to Man City was United's first 2-0 home defeat of the Premier League era.
0: Which I thought was an absolutely extraordinary discovery. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been smashed a bit a bit more than that on a few occasions, yeah, we but, have, yeah, just yeah, but... exactly 2-0. Yeah, right. which I thought wow. was remarkable. There you go. John Blaze says, just take a break, guys, just like the United team. Thanks, John. <laughs> we we'll will in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we're not we're not phoning in the end of the season. Jay says, Ashley Young, footballer, former winger, Manchester United player, regular captain. Question: Illuminati confirmed. (laughs) Tarek Amir says, uh, "What are your plans for the summer? What are your plans for the summer, Paul?" Oh, friend of the show. Sorry, yeah.
1: First of all, big shout out to Tarek for his magnificent choose-your-own-adventure. God, that uh, had me cracking up. Yes,
0: he's. At Lafalse number 12 on Twitter, if you don't know him. But, uh, yeah, well worth it. Uh, and someone with far too much time on his hands. Yeah, he wrote this
1: elaborate multi-tweet thread, choose-your-own-adventure story uh, about Woodward being a transfer genius. It was brilliant. Um, I, I don't just, just not think about football, really. Everything just normal. I don't have any big summer holiday plans or anything like that. Might have might have a week off in August, treat myself. Oof. So are,
0: are you going to the States for the summer, Ed? Uh I'm gonna be in the States for about five weeks, I think, in July and August. Yeah. At the annual MI6CIA meetup. <laughs> That's right, yeah. May may catch an MLS game or two while I'm there.
1: Yeah. And other and be involved with other three letter
0: acronyms. <laughs> um <shh. laughs> gonna, gonna have to get you killed and I, I wouldn't like to do that. <laughs> Max Mio, Behan says, does Lukaku know the offside rule? Interesting. God, he's, I mean, he knows it a little bit better than Gonzalo Ukraine. I mean, how many were the two of them offside? I mean, he's got to be double, more than well into double figures.
1: I mean, I know I talked about it earlier, but I'm just going to say again, watching the replay of that last one, I was just shaking my head. It was, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Absolutely
0: incredible. <laughs> Sammy Red Hot Dutch seventy eight says: Is it possible that failing to qualify for the Champions League this year could be better for us in the long term if it forces a bigger overhaul at the club? Um, I think that personally, I think that gives the Glazers too much credit. A bit like Ollie this week when he said, "Oh, you can't say the Glazers haven't invested." Actually, Ollie, I can say that because they haven't invested a penny. <laughs> uh, the club makes money and the club spends it. The Glazers suck out quite a lot of money. Uh, more than a billion in debt repayment, interest, and bonuses for the Glazer kids. Uh, so, um, and and I know I'm going left leftwards on that question there. No, I do, I don't think it would necessarily force the hand of the club into spending even more money because it, it's it's going to cost an extraordinarily large amount of money. Uh, something like at least sixty million. It depends on the clauses in the contracts. The um, um
1: the interesting thing about this is the two summers we've missed out on the Champions League since Fergie won. Uh, have been the big spending summers because they they were the Di Maria Falcao etc summer and the Pogba Latan summer. They both they they were both the seasons where we weren't in the Champions League. But I don't think it's a question about big spending because I think big spending is coming. It was about overhaul and that's not going to happen that hasn't happened at any the either of the two summers we missed out on the champions league it's not going to happen this summer no there was one didn't van Hal get six one summer um so there was van Hal had two summer transfer windows the one where he took over where we were out of the champions league and that was uh Shaw, herrera dimaria falcao whoever else came in that summer. And then the season after that was the Schmidfield season. Yeah. Um, And that was before the, before the summer. So that was Martial, Schneidlin, Schweinsteiger, which was, you know, obviously big money spent, but less
0: flashy, less spectacular. So, so, yeah. Daniel Fieldhouse says: Rojo and Baye centre back pairing. How many minutes till the first red card? <laughs> Three. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to have a poll on that. The under under <laughs> the under over. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, taking wow. the under. So I'm just just, <laughs> just to be clear. Ah, <laughs> uh, just wow. <laughs> Maz says, "What's the hell? What the hell is going on? What the hell's going on with my uh, ability to read these questions out? Is uh, should be there." Uh, the question what the hell is going on it's too long to answer that one just listen back to the uh, 30 or so podcasts we've done this season yeah i mean I, I i think i think we've made it very clear that the answer is we don't know mm. connor says if we win the europa league i'm assuming that's next season uh, will paul come back to twitter again <laughs> um i had i had fun the night i came back to twitter um but
1: uh only only briefly at Dolly Pozzo says, not sure we need a pod this week. Just take a break. A friend of the show, Colin Dams, says, what does everyone do to recover from the stress and frustration of watching Man United this season? Asking everyone else as well as Paul and Ed. Um, I, 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 I find it very easy to recover from the stress of watching United. Um, I just stop thinking about them and get on with life and that, that helps tremendously. The The real problem is having to do this podcast. But, um, other people say that listening to us talk about it helps them get over it. So, you know, yeah. we're taking one for the team. I guess.
0: I guess so. Comedic underscore hermit says: Assuming you had access to time travel, travel, what would be the perfect moment of intervention to prevent the post-Fergie malaise? Uh, the decision to appoint David
1: Moyes, I guess.
0: So yeah, not not appointing Moyes would be a, a huge one, obviously. Would it? Would it? I I just wonder. I mean, obviously, he was miles out of his depth. And if United say had appointed Mourinho at that point, would we have been able to get you know start at a higher level, um, and then uh, progress from there? I I just don't know whether the the things around the club that you know ensure you remain at a high level for a long time have been there either. Right. So you'd still have Woodward coming in, and he would still be throwing cash at players that. He, the former JP Morgan banker, thought were the right players.
1: Yeah. Uh, now we have a good question from at @Wheeler55 Joe Wheeler, which says, "Because the last one was pile of uh, yeah. uh, No, no. No, I just like this one in particular because it says Ed. Are you going to apologise to Paul for calling him a Brexiteer when he said their haters should be dropped? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if Flappy Surge was in goal today, he'd have he'd have uh, let that one through his legs, wouldn't he? No, I mean, they literally would have just saved it, and it would have been. It would have fine. just saved it. Now, obviously, I mean, obviously, yeah.
1: we can't take necessarily the butterfly effect being
0: what it is. Who knows? Um, but uh, I, I, I don't think they had to do anything else no. today, honestly. So yeah, that was the one piece of action. Absolutely. Um, so yes, probably United would have won one nil, and yeah. probably United would be in the Champions League next season, and we'd be signing like Messi and Neymar and Mbappe, and now we won't. And we'll probably just go all the way down from here and we'll be in League Two within a couple of seasons. And it'll all be because Ollie didn't listen to you, Paul, and he didn't <laughs> drop the hair. Um, and last
1: question for the day. At Soral Pio says, what was worse, Alexis's facial hair or his performance? I mean, if you already don't particularly feel inclined to like Alexis Sanchez, that moustache is not helping.
0: It doesn't it's not making him look any more likable, is it? I mean at first I thought it made him look a bit sort of gangster in a in uh you know 1930s. Yeah, yeah, 1920s era Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's also making him look like a bit of a wrong un Just putting it out there. Okay. Shall we move on? Please. Tumbleweed blowing the, through the studio. For the love of <laughs> God, for,
1: for the love of all that is good and holy, let's move on. <laughs>
0: Huddersfield, we're going to smash him.
1: I mean, they're, they're terrible. They've been terrible. Who knows? We we If we do, if we perform at not our level, but I mean, if we play like we did against either City or Chelsea, I strongly suspect we'll win this game. I would definitely drop David De Gea. Because <laughs> I, I, seriously, like what the nightmare scenario is, Huddersfield have one shot from 40 yards. De Gea catches it, turns round and basketball passes it into the net.
0: Just to kind of
1: no, actually, do you know what? I don't think I would have dropped him for the Chelsea game. I don't think I would drop him for this one because I don't. Well, what's like, the don't point
0: at this made. point? I mean, after after Ollie's defended him. I mean, my 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 question last week when we were having this debate was about timing. Really, I think if it was in the middle of December, that's one thing. If it's three games before the end of the season, you're making a really big statement to defend him and then drop him looks like emotional decision-making and and doesn't... Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, you mentioned emotional decision-making and as if it was a bad
1: thing last week on the show, and at some point, you and I have to have a conversation about the important role that emotions play in decision-making. Like, purely left-brain decision-making does not lead necessarily to good results.
0: No, it doesn't mean purely, but, you know, I have uh, have, uh, read both Thinking Fast and Slow and The Chimp Paradox, (laughs) so... Um, and, uh, and in my particular line of work, uh, you need to do both, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of logic to, um, how I think about things. And I think there's a lot of logic that, um, most, uh, executives have to think about their decisions. And how, uh, and, and, how's the world, and how's the world going? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Huddersfield, their top
1: goal scorer has four goals. Listen, we've moaned a lot about how terrible it is to be a Man United fan, but Huddersfield could be top, worse. Could be an Arsenal sport. fan. Yeah. Could be a Huddersfield. I mean, fan. Anyway. Arsenal are literally above us in the league and still in a
0: cup competition. By the you way, know, how can that be possible? <laughs> yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah.
1: Anyway, should we leave it there? Yeah, absolutely. I don't really have anything meaningful to. I haven't had anything meaningful to, meaningful to say about any of it. Just but uh, waffled defin- on for an hour anyway. Definitely don't have anything to say about the Huddersfield game um see you oh I was gonna say see you next week listen if the status quo doesn't change I'm saying there is a possibility we're not gonna do a show after the Huddersfield game we'll just do a show after the Cardiff game because honestly assuming that like all the teams that are meant to win win and we're not gonna get fourth place I can't see any benefit whatsoever in doing a show after the Huddersfield game. So it might be two weeks till we're back. Um, But obviously if everything goes crazy, then we'll we'll be back to comment on that. Otherwise we'll do our end of season wrap up show after the Cardiff game uh, in two weeks time. All right. See you then. See you Stay on for the bonus content. Absolutely. The RankCast is, as always brought to you by the good people who choose to back us at patreon.com slash RankCast. Um, head over there and you can find out all the details. And uh, if you choose to back us at $5 a month plus VAT, you get some bonus content after, well, I was going to say every episode, but the truth is almost every episode. But when we miss one, we do double length bonus content the next week, which we did this week when we did a little tour around Europe's top five leagues. Shall we move on to Italian football? Let's move on to Italian football. Um, can we just boo Cristiano
0: Ronaldo for five minutes? <laughs> boo, boo, yeah. Um, Juve have won the league already. Yeah. Uh, there are four games to go, and they're eighteen points ahead. It's really though, but they are out of the Champions League, and that's kind of funny um, because there was a great tifo. I think they were playing uh, Inter Milan this week, were they? And uh, there's this huge tifo mocking their loss to Ajax. That that is quite funny. Um,
1: they are. They have got. 21 points more than their expected points total this season. That is a... Abs- Listen, if you're not a data nerd, and many of you aren't, let me just assure you that that is a massive
0: differential. For, to put this in... It is, it is. Although all of the English uh, top six have quite a lot more points than their expected points totals, this. they do but to put it into context uh, Napoli in second have two points more
1: than their expected points total um, the, the next biggest differential is like 14 points less for the bottom team the next biggest positive differential is 11 so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a massive number but anyway they are obviously the best team in Italy by miles but like you say it's very very very